I was rummaging in my pack for cups, for sugar, for can openers, because obviously my hunting buddy hadn't included them in his pack. And I found a spatula <laughs> and I pulled out this spat and not, now this was not a plastic spatula. This was a heavy duty stainless steel weighing three pound spatula that was in my pack. Welcome to Hunting Stories, brought to you by Late to the Game Outdoors. Everyone loves a good story, and hunters have some of the best. Our whole mission is to collect and share great stories from hunters just like you, to entertain and keep you motivated all year long. So, pull up a seat around the campfire, because here we go. Well, guys, today my guests are repeat visitors to the show. Uh, just a few episodes ago, actually, season two, episode 12, I had Bob Baldwin and Jay Ledbetter on, uh, authors of the book Proper Care and Feeding of a Hunting Buddy. Uh, and I had so much fun talking to Bob and Jay. They're just the kind of guys I would love to sit around a campfire and just let them tell stories and make me laugh until my face hurt. Uh, and I realized after we had talked for the last episode, I never got the actual story that sparked the title of the book and kind of set them off on this adventure of sharing their stories with the world. Uh, and so I, I had to get them back on to, to share that story, and it did not disappoint. It was so relatable to me. It's a backcountry Colorado elk hunt, uh, which is just one of my favorite hunts in the world. So without further ado, here's Bob and Jay and their just incredibly disastrous Colorado elk hunt. Guys, I want to tell you real quick about one of the most game-changing memberships in my entire hunting arsenal, Go Hunt. I've had an insider membership for a few years now, and it's absolutely changed how I find hunts, where I buy gear, and in the last year, it's changed how I e-scout and use maps in the field. Honestly, I think an insider membership is a necessity for anyone who plans to hunt multiple states across the West. But Go Hunt also just released their Explorer membership, which gives you access to the maps for all 50 states, plus their incredible gear shop, and all the benefits that it offers for a fraction of the cost of the full insider membership. So whether you want to go all in with the draw odds, the gear, and the maps as an insider, or you just want to get incredible desktop and mobile maps while building points towards top-of-the-line gear, Go Hunt has a membership that'll fit your hunting life. And if you use the code LATE at checkout, you'll get money towards the gear shop right out of the gate. Uh, for insiders, you'll get 50 bucks to the gear shop, and Explorer members will get 20 So head over to Go Hunt and use the code LATE to snag your free gear and take your planning and mapping game to whole new levels today. Jay, Bob, thanks so much for, uh, for hopping on again. How are you guys doing today? We're great. Thank you, Eric, for inviting us back. Oh, I... I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, <laughs> it's, good, it's good to be back, and it's good to be back even knowing that people might have actually listened to the story the, the first time we were on and, and, and are still willing to listen to it a second time. <laughs> yeah, for those that are, that are still listening, we're, uh, they're, they're fans. They're, they're in, the, in the middle of it. Um, I, we, I realized after we had talked and chatted that uh, we, you guys, I mean, I made you tell me, I think like three different stories that we packed into the last one. Uh, but I never got to the story of the, the story behind the title of your book, uh, The Proper Care and Feeding of a Hunting Buddy. 
And so I that that's an error on my part. Uh, so I had to rectify that and have you guys back on uh, so that you could share that story. So I'm going to just with that tee up, I'll let you guys take it away. So well, this if you, was if you have uh, let me just say when you say error on my part, <laughs> when we have errors, Bob and I have errors. That's where our stories come from. <laughs> uh, and, and, and often incur medical expenses. By the oh, way. yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the price of the uh, equipment we carry is almost matched by the price of the uh, of the medical care that's required <laughs> after one of our hunting trips. So shortly after we met and then got together, we uh, Jay, I, as I said in our last event, Jay made the mistake of inviting me to on an elk hunt. And one of our early elk hunts, we'd been hunting um, along the Continental Divide in Colorado, you know, and we'd been we'd been trying to chase elk with with our archery equipment for for days, right? And we were just never able to get the, the, the elk would come down in the evening and they'd go back up at night, and we'd they were camped down in the valley and couldn't get to the elk before they moved up into the rocky you know, uh, you know, 11, 12,000 feet range where neither <laughs> of us could actually breathe. Right. <laughs> so Jay come up with an idea. He said, Hey, Bob, why don't we set up a spike camp at about 10,000, 11,000 feet and we'll be above the elk. <laughs> Makes <And> perfect I, sense. <laughs> I looked at him dubiously, but said, okay, let's try that. Right. So one lesson I learned as we're getting ready to go up the mountain, I made the mistake of giving Jay unsupervised access to my backpack. <laughs> and just this, this is just a word of caution to your listeners, right? Never give your hunting buddy unsupervised access to your backpack because you're going to end up carrying the bulk of the load. Yeah, and I see Bob is that's how Bob is. He always has the biggest and best equipment. There was only one backpack that would carry the tent. There was only one backpack that would carry the the most most of the food. Mine was small. Mine is inadequate. <laughs> and Bob now blames me because he had the best equipment. That's how it that's how it is with this guy. Well, he, he didn't tell me about the tent stakes that he had. He had he had Those like good tent two, stakes, two dozen tent, tent stakes that I swear weighed 14 pounds each, right? And they <laughs> somehow and they aren't that much. much. It, it, Bob, you know, Bob exaggerates a bit. Now, <laughs> these are bridge nails with a washer welded to the top of them because you know the stuff that comes with a normal tent that bent wire stuff yeah. is inadequate even in soft soils but in rocky stuff you need to have something with some meat in it uh, and and yeah we take a, a big rock and then just beat it into the ground and that tent won't blow away and and <laughs> and, and, and and bob appreciates that he just really does indeed indeed so the trip up was intriguing shall we say we walked up through an out through an aspen um uh meadow and covered in leaves that were wet and slippery right and literally it was like it was like walking on cat snot i mean it was really <laughs> slick right and because I was carrying most of the weight, you understand. It was more challenging for me to make it. And 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 the other thing is, Jay led. 
So as we got higher and higher in elevation, he kept sucking up all the oxygen, right? And there wasn't any oxygen left for me, right? So it was yeah. a challenge. Right? You know, Bob's always blaming me for sucking up all the air before he can get there. I got that. <laughs> but, but one of the things I learned was that Bob has a tendency to rest a lot when he's going up through these aspen groves. Uh, and it, I, I, I am alerted to the fact that he's about to take a rest break by I hear swoosh, oof, plop. Uh. <laughs> and I turn around and his feet are not under him any longer. He's sitting there with his backpack on his back and his eyes are rolled back ever so slightly. Uh, and I keep saying, Bob, we'll rest <laughs> later. <laughs> Well, so during one of those rest breaks, right, on the way up, we happened to take our packs off, right? Oh. And and um and I just I'm just sitting there and and I went to move um Jay's pack so I could have a better spot to sit. And when I lifted it up, I almost hit myself in the head with the pack. It was so light, right? <laughs> no, no, and, here, and, let me let me let, let I gotta stop this, Bob. I look. <laughs> Here's here's another Bob's got some helpful hints and I got one here too and it goes like this. All right, I think most hunters can relate to this that I'm an absolute information junkie and I've lost more hours than I care to admit diving down a research rabbit hole. And because of that, I love a good online course that's going to take me on a deep dive into whatever topic has captured my attention. Usually it has to do with hunting. So when I learned about outdoor class, I knew it was going to be something I was way into. I just didn't realize it was going to be as next level awesome as it is. Outdoor Class is the e-learning platform for the outdoorsman. It has a top-notch lineup of the most reputable voices in the industry sharing their vast knowledge on all things hunting on one amazing platform. Ever want to learn how to elk call? Outdoor Class has you covered. Freezer full of deer meat? Outdoor Class will show you how to turn that into a meal to remember. When I first signed up, I started diving into Remy Warren's course on finding mule deer. Absolutely next level. And they have the web-based course and a mobile app to boot, so you can up your hunting game no matter where you're at. The platform is already packed with tons of amazing content, and I've been talking to the guys behind this, and there is so much more in the works from big names in the industry that I'm super pumped about. So head over and check out Outdoor Class today, and if you use the code LATE at checkout, you'll save 20% on your registration. No matter how heavy or light your pack may be in comparison to your hunting buddies. No matter, doesn't matter. Do not place your pack down within arm's reach of your hunting buddy because he's going to do one of these things where he grabs his in one hand and yours in the other and does a, it's kind of a comparison thing. <laughs> and, and he's always going to, he's always, or something about it, human nature always makes the other guy's pack lighter than your own. I that's, that's, I've discovered that rule. Right and, there. And and Jay, even at being the lawyer that he is, even <laughs> had a name for that. He called well, it. We all know the, about the, it. The Crockett axiom. Yeah, Crockett's <laughs> axiom. Right. The, the, yes, the, we, we the, all know about that. Yes. yes. Right. So we 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 finally reached a and I once again I made the mistake. Jay was up ahead of me and and I said, Jay, start looking for a uh suitable camping spot. And so uh, we got up there and Jay said, I, th this is the spot. I said, look for a level spot to camp. And, and no, he didn't. He said, look for a flat spot. 
I found a flat. Now, when you've been climbing a 45 degree slope and, and Bob was wrong about the altitude, the valley was, was 10,000 feet. And we were going to stop at 12. But the bottom line is that when you've gone up a 45 degree slope, you know, anything less than 45 degrees, that's it starts to look pretty little. Yeah. <laughs> and I was there. I found a good spot. Yeah, it <laughs> was flat, not level. Right. Okay. The difference between flat and level is flat is 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 a surface that is that is can be can be on any plane, whereas level is a perpendicular um, is perpendicular to the force of gravity. Right. <laughs> so I think instead of 45 degrees, we were at about a 25 or 30 degree, um, you know, um, Okay. So, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, so but we, it, what you have to admit, Bob, it was flat. So <laughs> we start setting up the tent and we, I mean, you know, we start setting up the tent and we, we, we got it laid out and I, and I find these 40 pounds of, of steaks that Jay has got in my pack, by well, the way, rolled up in the tent. That's where I keep them, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so I, and, and so I'm, so Jay gets inside the tent um, and he's getting things and I'm outside the tent trying to stake it down. And I said, Jay, so where's the hammer so I can drive these, these, these <laughs> stakes into the ground. And he says, uh, hammer. Well, 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 what hammer? He says, find a rock. <laughs> find a rock and i'm oh, okay the rocky so mountains bob rocky yes, mountains. Yes. okay so so i start i find a rock right and i start <laughs> i start hammering these 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 10 pound stakes into the ground right in the meantime jay is on the inside and he's you know beginning to arrange things in the inside the tent and things like that. And I'm working my way around and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm taking this rock and I mean, it's a big rock and I'm banging it down on these, on these tent stakes to get them driven. Right. Well, I got to one corner and I've got the, I've got the, the, the stake in one hand and I've got the rock in the other hand and I'm really, really going at it, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, I mean, I, I, here's the stake, and all of a sudden, I'm going banging like this, and all of a sudden, the stake is moved because somebody, not saying who, but somebody has shifted where the tent is, <laughs> and the rock comes down on my hand, and well, I'm now doing a crotch hop around the around the the tent, and calling out mm, boy um <laughs> words that are you know i i can't normally speak he said he, he said stuff like great fried peaches he said stuff like that <laughs> yeah yeah and and, and, he, and he made some really good circuits around the tent uh, <laughs> i'm sure he was he was moving at a good pace and i was i found entertainment value there but <laughs> well, i always, and i I, I suggested that somebody had moved the tent while I well, was trying and that's to drive silly, these. Bob. I mean, I was the only one in the tent. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't move it. <laughs> so but, in spite of the bleeding and the swelling on my hand, we finally got the tent set up and, and we, we started um, getting ready to eat. And by, we had, we had developed a, 
kind of a routine of an Earl Grey tea in the evening in our in our camps, right? So first thing we do is is to um, um, get the get the water boiling right for for our tea, right? And so I've got the I got the camp stove on and I got the water and it's it's boiling and I said to Jay, I says, okay, the water's ready. Um, hand me the cups. And Jay says, he says, cups, uh, what, 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 what cups? And I said, well, I, they're not in my pack. So they must've been in your pack because I mean, you had all the, and he said, no, I think they're on the tailgate of the truck down it. Well, know. see, the thing was, I didn't want Bob to be overloaded. That, that was and thoughtful. So I did, you know, he, he had the backpack that was big enough to carry the cups too. And I, it, because I care for Bob and I'm a good hunting buddy. I said, you know, I'll just leave these out. Things that are heavy that probably shouldn't be in his pack. I left out. And see, he's never quite thanked me for that. Either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, all right. So now I only had one pan because, by the way, my cooking utensils were in my pack and Jay just didn't seem to bring any in his pack, right? So I had to dump the water out because we didn't have cups for it. And, and, and I said, well, I, I, maybe what we can do is we, we have some cans of stew and we'll put the stew in the pot and we can use the cans as our cups. Right. So I says, Jay, I says, hand me the, uh, the can opener and I'll dump these, 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 the stew in the pot. And he said, can opener, can opener. So, so again, I was trying to be nice to Bob because I didn't want him to be overloaded. <laughs> so I, I, so I had to take my hunting knife out and, and start sawing on the cans in order to get them open. And if you've ever tried to open up a can um, with a hunting knife, you know, that it leaves jagged edges and it's a little bit challenging, but yeah. we finally yeah. got the can opened and Bob we don't the- do anything. He's that good. <laughs> and when we got both cans, we put them in the pot and we wore and we started started cooking it. And and we didn't have our Earl Grey tea, but nevertheless, we had stew. Right. So we're eating the stew and we got done with the stew. And, and Jay says, hey, Bob, we can use those cans for cups for our Earl Grey tea. And I looked at him a little dubiously and I said, okay, I'm willing if you are. So we cleaned up the pot we had and put water in it and boiled it down and put our Earl Grey tea bags in those, in those cans after, by the way, we tried to wipe them out as best we could with the. (laughs) And you don't napkins that we didn't have jagged edges, but Bob still got it done. Yeah. Yeah. So we got those filled up and we got the tea in there and the tea had come to the right. And I said, Jay, I said, pass me the sugar, please. And he said, sugar, sugar. And I said, you know, sugar, how are we going to drink Earl Grey tea without sugar? And he said, well, you know, Bob doesn't realize how heavy sugar is. At eleven thousand feet, it's you know it's it's at least the weight of tent stakes. It is every oh, ounce counts your, up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, Bob is already taking lots of rest breaks. So then Jay <laughs> says, "Hey, well, we've got Hershey's chocolate, so we can use Hershey's chocolate to sweeten our tea." 
So he breaks out the turkey's chocolate. By the way, the Hershey's chocolate with almonds, have you know, right? <laughs> no, so the, he's the little bitty tiny, tiny flakes of almonds in it, not the big yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah. So he breaks them up and dumps them into our tea. And by the way, um, the tea has now cooled to about 33 degrees. So it's no longer <laughs> hot, right? I mean, because trying to find the sugar. So here are we sitting there and and you have to be very delicately careful to when you're using these cans with the serrated edges all around them from the opening as you're trying to sip the tea, right? <laughs> and so between the the chocolate that wasn't melting in the 30 degree temperature of the water and the leftover stew and the bits <laughs> of almonds we were trying to use our teeth to strain the liquid to get into us right you know bobby he he always is trying something new because <laughs> a challenge for him is only an opportunity to try something new and this episode gave him chances to try things new that he has never tried before and i suspect we'll never do again but that's just my thoughts and there was one other thing that occurred ah. i was rummaging in my pack for cups for sugar for can openers because obviously my hunting buddy hadn't included him in his pack and i found a spatula <laughs> <laughs> and I pulled out this, and not, now this was not a plastic spatula. This was a heavy duty stainless steel weighing three pound spatula that was in my pack. Right. <laughs> and I looked you over at Jay. You have a big pack, I, Bob. You have the best big pack of all of us. He's got and the I, waved, I, I waved the spatula at him and I said, Jay, I said, did we bring eggs up on this trip that we might use a spatula? And Jay said, well, no, Jay said they're, no. they're, okay. they're in the truck. Eggs are heavy, Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I said, Jay, did we bring any pancake mix? Well, in yeah. order to make use of the spatula. And Jay said, well, no, because well, you know, you look as as spacious as Bob's pack was. I finally ran out of room. <laughs> and so I said, "What in the world am I going to do with this spatula?" <laughs> so Jay found a way to make use of it because, I by know. the way, when we had the stew and there weren't any crackers to put in the stew, Jay reached over, took the spatula from my hand, dug it into our trail mix, and threw a few cashews into the stew. Okay. <laughs> See, it was useful after all. It, you, and, I, <laughs> and I appreciate you carrying it up there, Bob. It was great. Yeah, yeah. It's better to be prepared to okay, have it. Yeah, and... be prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, that... So that's that's part of the story. We won't finish the story here because oh, yeah. the it end of the better, story actually. is, oh, my gosh. You, you would just not believe except that I would never exaggerate, right? You would hardly <laughs> believe that any of this was true. But we'll save the rest of the story for people that want to hear the end. 
That is awesome. Yes, uh, buy the book if you want to hear how that turns out uh, <laughs> and how they got all of that extra stuff and wait back down the mountain at some point. <laughs> oh, the getting down was the best part. That's that's where the story gets to be real fun. Oh, I love I love that cliffhanger ending. Uh, that is just that is perfect, and I I think it's it's so highly relatable hearing you two guys on a mountain uh in, in a positive like friendly way arguing about stuff <laughs> uh because i think that's just that's how hunting buddies are right you're in the woods you're in trying situations and stuff always seems to happen and and, and the truth is that's really the fun part about hunting right and that's yeah. why we, we've tried to bring this out because hunting is really about camaraderie it's about being with friends and enjoying yourself in the outdoors and 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 look Every single hunter out there has had things happen like this, you know, oh, yes, you, you trip over a rock or you, you, you know, your tree stand slips or, or any number of any things that occur, any, any hunter can think of those things. And if they don't scare you half to death, when looking back on them, they become humorous, right? <laughs> and so that's kind of what we've tried to do is take some of those humorous events, a kernel of truth in each of them, right? Um, and, and, and. And Jay has a tendency to exaggerate them a little bit, but you can tell from my story, I don't exaggerate at all, right? I mean, nope, I very, just tell it straight just, up. Just right? very literal. And, exactly and Eric, as it I, I'm pretty convinced that the reason Bob keeps going hunting with me is because every time we go, um, there's comes at least one or two more stories out of it. And sadly, most of them are true. <laughs> <laughs> The stories are, it's part of why we do it. It's, it's what makes, it's what makes hunting amazing. Uh, and yep. the fact that it's amazing makes for good stories. Um, oh man, gentlemen, that is just, I, I feel like I could just, uh, sit here and laugh with you all day. Uh, but I've got to allow you to point people to, uh, to where you'd like them to, to meet you or, or meet up with you digitally. Um, so the, the book, I'll put a link in the show notes, The Proper Care and Feeding of a Hunting Buddy. Uh, go buy that to hear the rest of the story. Um, but where, where else can guys get a hold of you? Well, um, we, we certainly have email addresses. Uh, you can reach me at bob at bobandjay.com. Um, Jay has an email address as well, jay at bobandjay.com, but he doesn't know how to read. So, you know, if you want to reach out to either of us, send it, send it to me. Right. I um, mean, you can also reach us at, at, at bobandj.com. We have a website, bobandj.com and you can reach us. Uh, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash bobandjay, and that will get you to our Facebook page as well. Um, and by the way, you can buy the books, as you indicated, you can buy the books at amazon.com or Barnes and Noble. You're probably not going to find the book in Barnes and Noble store, but, but you can certainly order. They're always sold out. Yeah. <laughs> they just can't yeah, keep them on sold the shelves. Out. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, that's, that's terrific. I'll put links to all that in the show notes, uh, and to the people listening, uh, go buy the book, uh, sync up with Bob and Jay. They are just, uh. I've had the pleasure of talking to them a couple times now and just uh, terrific, terrific gentlemen. Uh, it's, it's always a riot. Uh, so guys, thank you again so much for, for making some more time and coming back on the show. Our thanks, pleasure. Eric. Thank we, you, Eric. Thanks, Eric. We appreciate your time. Appreciate the opportunity. Are you a new hunter or even a guy with some miles under his boots who's still just trying to figure it out? I get it. I've been there. 
I'm an adult onset hunter who spent the last 15 years learning how to hunt. And so I wrote the book, How to Hunt, A Total Beginner's Guide to Hunting Big Game, as the resource I wish existed all those years ago when I first started. Whether you're planning to chase elk with your bow in the west, or you're hunting whitetails back east, this book will take you from knowing absolutely nothing to your first harvest. It's packed with hunting stories and plenty of those times where I royally screwed up so you can learn from my mistakes and feel better that you're not the only one. You'll leave with a sound strategy for hunting big game and have plenty of laughs along the way. Grab a copy today at latetothegameoutdoors.com slash howtohuntbook. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hunting Stories. And if you want to stay up on what we're doing with the podcast or anything else going on with Late to the Game, go ahead and check us out at latetothegameoutdoors.com or give us a follow on Instagram at latetothegameoutdoors. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.